Welcome to another edition of the It's Cavalier podcast. It's your boy Mac. Joining you tonight along with me is my daughter Montana, who I am holding in my arms, sleeping. Trying not to wake her up, but you know what? It's probably going to end up happening anyway. So if you guys hear a baby crying, I apologize ahead of time. But this win is just too fucking big for me not to come on here. Cavs win over the Clippers by the score of 118 to 108. And man, there are performances from top to bottom to talk about here. Whether it's Jared Allen securing yet another double double in a 20.17 rebound, three assist effort out there just phenomenal basketball whether it's the return of Evan Mobley and Mobley putting up 10 points and nine boards and just 21 minutes of action over this awesome Clippers team they're deep man they're just they are they're one of the deepest teams in basketball but as for the Cavs I truly believe that this team is the deepest in the league and we didn't even have Darius Garland tonight check that out you know recall that Darius is not out there and this was a win that the Cavs were able to pull out without him Donovan Mitchell 28 points 12 assists 11 to 21 from the field didn't necessarily shoot the ball too well from three-point range uh, just to attend on the night but man he just absolutely sliced and diced the Clippers defense and he made some of the best fucking passes you will ever see if this wasn't a reactionary pot I probably would have clipped some already but oh my god this dude has turned into legitimately the if not the best combo guard in the league he's on that short list of them he is up there he is he should be an MVP candidate he probably won't get any love but he has not he is not his performances are not lost upon me this dude is looking like a flat out mvp out there and what better place to really start a deep discussion tonight than that of isaac okoro who finished the 17 uh finished with 17 points and three assists on five of ten from the field including three of four from distance this dude i said it on social and i'll say it again Isaac Okoro's shot has improved every single season. His confidence is through the roof right now. He's playing some of the best basketball of his career. I absolutely love it. Not to mention the fact that he is absolutely shutting motherfuckers down. Whoever he is defending, they're going to have a tough day. They might, You might pull one over on them every now and then, uh, but more often than not, Isaac Okoro is going to limit your best perimeter player. That's just what he does. Just an awesome night tonight from Isaac Okoro. And I'm I am so damn glad he's finally getting the respect that he deserves because so many people out there, including Cavs fans, well, mostly Cavs fans, just shitting on him, poo-pooing him, saying that we needed to get rid of him, trade him. He he was a waste of a draft pick. He's just, you know, this and that. There are just so many things that were said about Isaac Okoro prior to this season. And the thing is with him. The dude just turned 23. Let that sink in. He just turned 23 years old. Cavs fans, I, myself, I'm getting ready to turn 31. I may not look it, but I'm about to turn 31 years old. Isaac Aquarell does things on the basketball court that are just phenomenal. People still just do not understand that not all development is linear. So at 23 years old, this man has not even reached anything close to his peak he's not hit peak athleticism yet he's not hit his athletic prime nothing like that and for for people just to immediately write him off as just a wasted draft selection i just i never understood that you just not everybody is going to develop at the same rate not everybody's going to take that big 
year three leap like we saw with Colin Sexton or with Darius Garland, players like that. But Isaac Okoro, I posted it the other day, his stats when defending his top five matchups. And more often than not, he's going to prove a lot of his doubters wrong. And the one thing that I can say about Ice is that he may not be a star, but he is a star in his role. He stars in his role. He knows his job and he executes it well. He doesn't take shit. He's not a guy who's going to complain about touches. And I just, <laughs> I love it, man. They're just... And Isaac wasn't even the only only player in this game to really to really shut shit down. Evan Mobley, as Fenrik Gaming says down here, almost finished with a double-double in just over 20 minutes of action in his return. Yeah, and there was some considerable rust as Mr. Mac down here, fellow Mac, I see. <laughs> um some some considerable rust for Mobley. You could tell initially in that first quarter, but as the game went on, I really felt like he actually you know got into his rhythm and the one thing that i think that we were all really watching for was how the reintroduction of evan mobley would impact the spacing that this team is kind of located starting a player like dean wade out there and we're going to talk about dean wade here in a little bit because dean gave some really really big minutes tonight didn't he uh wade coming off that cavaliers bench in 26 minutes of action he shot just two of eight from the field but defensively i felt like he did a pretty swell job similar to Giannis the other night you know he draws a tough matchup against the likes of a Kawhi leonard and paul george at times and if you if you're a basketball fan if you know anything about basketball you know that there are just some players out there that you can't necessarily stop you just kind of contain them and they're going to beat you on some possessions and Kawhi leonard did that tonight uh to to more than a few cavaliers defenders but it, they they completely just made his 30 points on the night just out of the question <laughs> uh cole noel down here not to kind of switch gears here but cole noel says sam merrill getting only seven minutes is crazy look dude i i can't complain that much though yes i i i thought i i thought sam merrill would probably would have gotten a little bit more run tonight and i placed a bet on merrill to drop two threes I, and i was really hoping that that would pull through to the end but unfortunately that did not happen Essentially, JB operated with a nine-man rotation tonight, going with Donovan Mitchell, Jared Allen, Max Struess, Isaac Okoro, Evan Mobley, Dean Wade, Karis LeVert, and George Niang, all of which played at least 20 minutes. And then you got Merrill down there with seven. So, you know, as much as I, I, I want to complain and, and bitch about the, the lack of minutes for Merrill, how can I argue against the results? It resulted in a win over one of the best teams in basketball. So I, I can't complain too much. It's just, it's refreshing to see this team go out there on a night-to-night -night basis and, and close games out because last year the Cavs this is something that they struggled with if they entered halftime with the lead or they had a big lead in the third quarter it just kind of felt oftentimes like there, there was going to be a run by the opposing team and that they could eventually pull within striking distance and make no mistake that did happen tonight with the Clippers but the Clippers are one of the best teams in basketball and they have some of the best players in basketball in Kawhi Leonard James Harden Paul George still got Russell Westbrook out there they're just they're a deep team themselves but how can I complain about anything tonight rotation wise when it still resulted in a victory the guys that played tonight 
really you know they, they, they contributed to that win not everybody is is going to look like a star out there but man everybody did their job and i absolutely loved it karis levert let's talk about him for a minute because a lot of people have been really 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 down on the fact that levert is playing minutes over the likes of craig porter jr which you know i get it we all want to see cpj earn some time as the backup point but when levert has nights like tonight you take it man and it, it just it, he may not be the best option to run the backup point at all times and now he won't really have to especially after the news broke that darius garland could potentially return i believe on wednesday against detroit <laughs> um which is a whole nother thing within itself it just makes this team even more deep which is scary for other teams across the league but back to my point it just goes to show that Karis Levert this is the reason why you have him playing minutes over a player like Craig Porter Jr because this is just he brings you so many different things he's so versatile he can play high level defense he can knock down the three ball he can defend they're just there are so many things that point to why he is getting minutes out there and it's the same same conversation can be said for Sam Merrill right on a night where a player like Isaac Okoro has it going on from three-point range on a night where Max Struess is actually playing pretty well from three-point distance there probably won't be as many minutes to go around for those two and and those two I mean um Merrill and Craig Porter Jr but my god they're just there are so many different takeaways tonight that I don't even know really where to start. And I, I, I'm struggling to, to, to kind of put into words just how high I feel like the ceiling is for this team. I really honestly believe that they are a title contender. It is very, very possible for this team playing this way with this type of rotation to be a title contender this very season and yes i know that we still got to go through the likes of boston i know that the new york knicks are there with og you know julius randall who just got hurt and whatnot there are just so there there are so many teams in that east that are scary but as of right now i feel like the cavaliers can beat any one of them in a seven game series and that includes boston I know that that's that's one of them that a lot of people are like, man, the Cavs, they, they might be deep, but I, I don't know if they have the the available, you know, cash day to, to, to go toe to toe with them. But I really and truly believe that they can do it, especially playing the way that they are. And I know another thing coming into tonight's game was how would the minutes distribution look for certain players? And tonight. I got to say, you know, it wasn't one of those games where you're just like, man, everybody played below a certain amount of minutes because the starters kind of got ridden pretty high tonight. Uh, Mitchell played 39, which was expected in a game with this high level intensity. Jared Allen played 36, Struess 35, Coro 33, and then Mobley still on that minutes restriction, obviously coming back in his first game, playing just 21 minutes. A couple of different things that, uh, that I was looking forward to tonight, but everything that everything that I thought would happen honestly happened with the with the uh, exception of the Merrill minutes. I just love it. I see Byra Nepo Nepo says I can't wait for the rematch with the Knicks. I mean, I can't either, man. I said it the other day on on, on X. I truly 
believe that this if you run this the same series back between the Knicks and the Cavs this season I feel like the Cavs they, they're not going to sweep them they, they would be a really really good series but I truly believe in my heart that this Cavs team beats the Knicks if you run it back with this roster because last season the issues were well documented we couldn't space the floor consistently out of the front court really really all year and you know outside of a handful of players we just couldn't space the floor we couldn't rebound that well uh, newsflash the Cavs rank in the top 10 in rebounding this season we didn't have depth that was a huge issue last year and then just general inexperience a lot of these guys never playing in a postseason series or haven't played in many postseason games period and and it showed in that series I think it's a complete 180 this year you now have that experience you have that depth you have that ability to space the floor there are a lot of things that point to a successful postseason run for this team and I think the biggest question mark now is can JB Bickerstaff coach in the postseason I think that's the biggest thing and all signs from this season from this stretch where JB has coached his ass off and deserves every single bit of credit that people are throwing his way now after wanting him fired this past offseason after that playoff collapse I feel like he can coach I feel like he can win a postseason series or two. I feel like that is in his future. I feel like that is going to happen. I really and truly believe he does. And I think that will go a long way in getting Donovan Mitchell to sign on the dotted line, as Finn Reek Gaming suggests down here. I honestly believe that Donovan, I agree with you, Finn. If, if we keep playing like this and we show Donovan that we can be competitive come the postseason and that we can we can make some noise, there's no reason that why Donovan wouldn't want to sign here outside of maybe just not preferring Cleveland as a city to live in. <laughs> because what basketball reason do you have that suggests, honestly, I want to know from any of you, what basketball reason can we honestly, can we honestly provide to Donovan that suggests that he shouldn't resign here? I can't provide any. I really can't. Uh, let's see here. Talking and Grubbin Media asks, Mac, where do you rank the Cavs in the East? Not the East. It's <laughs> the East. I rank the Cavs a solid third in the East as of right now. I can't put them ahead of Boston because we haven't quite beaten Boston. I still think Philadelphia has something to say until we can really get past Joel Embiid, who just, he'd he be ducking some of those matchups. I don't get it. He, he keeps ducking some of the big-time matchups, especially Jokic. Um, but yeah, I ranked him third behind Philly and Boston. I think that we are a better team than Milwaukee. I feel like that has been proven over the course of this season. Um, and I feel like what we do uniquely matches up with what they have. Yes, Milwaukee has a ton of length. And you're talking about the likes of Chris Middleton, Giannis, um, Malik Beasley, and Brooke Lopez and company, they have a ton of length, but Cleveland can now space the floor. They're not, they're not weak anymore. They have some toughness to them and I, I they have depth and, and I feel like they are battle tested now. They now know what to expect in a playoff atmosphere. And yes, I know that in Milwaukee, they have some, some champions still on that roster and they have championship experience, but I would not rule out this Cleveland team being able to win a seven game series over Milwaukee. So I, I truly believe that the Cavs are probably the third best team in the East and they are a title contender themselves. If anything, it just shows you how deep 
or how deep the East is, right? It is a very, very good conference. I, I truly believe that any one of these top four teams in the Eastern Conference could be representing the East in the finals. As you guys hear my daughter about to go off. <laughs> I know, baby. Oh, man. Um, as TuneIn says down here, we beat a lot of good teams this season. Yes, we beat the 76ers. We beat the Nuggets. We beat the Bucks. We beat the Clippers. And more are on the way, man. More are on the way. I, I absolutely, truly believe that this team has what it takes to beat just about anybody on their best day. In a seven-game series, you tell me the team that, that seriously, no, you are not. <laughs> um, in, in a seven game series tell me the team that could reasonably scare you in the east or the west because I don't see any I truly call me a homer say whatever you want to say but I seriously believe that this team can beat anybody I, I, I truly and honestly believe that but specifically in reference to tonight's game there's nothing that you can point to and just re really suggest it was a sour point. If you want to talk about free throw disparity, you want to talk about stuff like that, I, it doesn't even apply tonight because Cleveland actually shot more free throws than the Clippers tonight at 28 to 26. This is going to have to be short. Yeah, I know. I know. That's how the Clippers feel too. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, man. Yeah. Congratulations, Tyler. Yeah, if you're about to have about to have a child of your own, I have four of them. And it's, you know, potting around them and making sure to try to schedule these things out doesn't always go as planned, especially when you have big, big games <laughs> like uh, like the Cavs had tonight. But uh, yeah, yeah, um, definitely something that that tells me that this team can can be pushed to the next level now there as i said with evan mobley there was an adjustment period in including him in back into the lineup tonight there's going to be one when darius garland comes back to i would be i would be remiss if i didn't at least state the obvious here right darius garland is going to cause yet another adjustment uh, adjustment period for this cavaliers team that is not a bad thing though not a bad thing in the slightest it just means that this Cavs team is even more deep and as long as they can sort things out which is a a, a job that i do not envy for jb because that's going to be another tough thing he's probably going to have to sit somebody else or take minutes away from another deserving candidate it, that always sucks but these are all professionals here and as long as they can go along with the understanding that you know their number can be called upon at any given time then we're going to be a better team for it. The, the Cavs have some things to figure out obviously once that does happen and it could happen as soon as wednesday night but at the end of the day I, I can't not feel good about the reintroduction of Darius Garland. Uh, tune in says JB coach of the year. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that you can really, I don't think you can really argue against it at this point. And this might be the point where I have to get off of here, but man, I, uh, I just feel great about this win tonight. And Montana, uh, as she's showing you guys down here, she has a lot of emotion about it too. <laughs> uh, but with that said, 
as I always tell you guys if you'd like to reach out to me you know how you can it's cavalier underscore pod on twitter tiktok instagram youtube and more if you like to uh, if you like to be added to the it's cavalier discord chat you know what to do leave a rating leave a review send a screenshot of seven of you to it's cavalier 53 at gmail.com and i will send you an invite i'm gonna get out of here before montana screams at me she already peed on me <laughs> It's, it's a lot going on over here, guys, but uh, good night.